Welcome, 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 welcome to Harbinger of Death. Harbinger of Death. Sit back, relax, unwind, and don't forget to turn your volume up to the max. Chapter 10 The Panic Nick's thoughts started to wander, but right when Libby was about to burst out of Nick's room, he had a burning question to ask. Hey, Libby! He yelled. Yes? She said. What about that thing that was chasing us? What if it hurts more people? I mean, are we even safe? Is it, is anyone safe? Things were getting better, but of course he had to ask this. Damn it, he thought. And why did he have to ruin a perfectly good night for the ending? Livy seemed okay in replying to this question. Nick, we'll, we'll talk more about every situation that's bombarding tomorrow. Okay? There's nothing to worry about now, I promise. Just go to sleep. We need it. And yes, everyone is safe from that thing tonight. For tonight, of course. Even the cops in the woods. But yeah. She said. Nick nodded and she closed the door after they said their goodnights to each other and then she left the room. But was it a good night? After all that happened, after all Nick had seen, he was sick with worry indeed tonight. If that monster breaches the town, where the people of this town live in, then surely he would wake up to a town full of crisis. He couldn't help but think this is now his responsibility. Every single one of them in this town would be in danger. He lay in his bed, with his head facing the darkened ceiling, running through all that happened in today's most bizarre day, starting from early morning when the teachers did not show up for their Saturday class, to weeping Coach March about hearing the news of the death of his daughter even though Nick thinks he knows what killed Alyssa, he still wasn't sure how she got to the deserted lake all by herself that late, completely alone. No car in the evidence of the crime scene. In fact, her car was safe and snug at home. Nick's mind wandered from Alyssa March's mysterious death to actually driving to the root of the crime scene, unconsciously with his friends in the car, to actually seeing Alyssa being dragged by a seven-foot figure that held a scythe on its one hand. And on the other hand, it held hers tightly, and then they disappeared in thin air. Most common representation of the angel of death. It seemed like that creature that dragged Alyssa 
But did he see it actually happening, or was he just hallucinating everything he thought he just saw? Weirdly, the thing that gave Nicholas the most comfort is the fact that Libby's behavior finally makes sense. She admitted to being a witch with actual superpowers. Despite how weird and unbelievable it had been, it gave him comfort to know that. He had seen how Libby depicted as an old lady with molds and wrinkly skin. If she hadn't told them the truth tonight, Nick would have been surely driven to madness with the things he kept seeing. The thought of the Minotaur killing a good man crept up from the darkness and depths of Nicholas's mind. The swish sound of the axe played over and over as blood spilled everywhere in the woods and on him. Never had he seen so much horrid things up front, only in horror movies. The next part that made his stomach churn and his head spin was the Minotaur actually devouring Officer Martin's flesh. This sickened Nick so much so that he remembered the adrenaline of the chase, when they were driving from imminent death. How it made him feel, the dark thoughts repeated and repeated until Nicholas felt he couldn't take it anymore. He got up from the bed, as queasy as he was when they were in the car. His stomach released an electric jolt, and his throat threatening to choke with vomit. He ran up to the guest bathroom, down the hall, and dived his head straight into the toilet and threw up once more. One would say twice tonight, but in actuality it was already past midnight, 3 a.m. in the morning to be exact, which tells us that Nick hadn't been asleep for two and a half hours. While he was regurgitating in the dark bathroom and couldn't control it, he finally stopped, resting his head now on the toilet with spasms from the entire upchucking. His eyes slowly closed with exhaustion. It was as if time moved fast. He opened his eyes and felt colder than usual, with his head on the toilet still. But the smell was overwhelming. He had to look in the toilet bowl. Had what he ate been that bad? He stood up and went to get the lights, and then he closed the bathroom window which was bringing all the cold breeze into the bathroom. When he dared himself to finally look inside the toilet bowl, he covered his mouth in disgust. He saw large bits and chunks of red, first an eye, then a finger. It was human parts he threw up. The bathroom clogged up, and the chunks he had vomited were rising. The toilet was overflowing on its own accord, and the content inside the toilet bowl spilled over the floor. Nick tried to make a run for it, but the door was sealed shut. The windows clearly wasn't opening, as he had just closed the window. The toilet water mixed with the chunks of human parts approached his toes and was soon all over the room. He couldn't handle the amount of abhorrence and the strong foul smell that had taken over the room. 
He started throwing up now on the floor, adding to what was already filling the room with toilet water and human chunks. He was throwing up more human parts, bizarrely larger than his own throat. First a foot, then an arm. He then heard a tap on the window, and when he looked, the Minotaur was standing outside, looking sinister and wicked. He continued upchucking more parts, as he had no control over it. His eyes were watery and his throat felt like fire. When he looked at the toilet bowl, a woman's head appeared slowly. Then her bare body followed after up to her waist from the bowl, and he soon realized it was that horrid human in the lake. Well, semi-human woman in the lake that murdered Lissa March, more creature-like than before, and surely with a wicked smile that has more than 32 teeth that were sharp. Both of the creatures stood there evilly. Nick was hunched down, still throwing up. The last piece on his throat brought him to his knees. He was truly choking and pain seared in the throat. He threw it up on the now blood-red floor and his vision restored from watery to what it was. It was a head, blonde and alive. He soon realized who it was. Officer Martin? Nick questioned, taking in breaths in between the words. He ate me. He ate me. He ate me. Help me. Help me. In the woods. Help. The head of Officer Martin cried. And bam, it was crushed under the foot of the Minotaur. What are you? It was grunting as well as asking. And just as it was going to touch him, Libby woke him up, turning the lights on. Hey, hey, are you okay? She asked with deep concern. Nick was indeed not throwing up human chunks as he looked in the toilet bowl. He quickly flushed it, dreading his nightmare from coming true. I'm fine. He croaked. His head was sore since his head had been on the toilet for at least five minutes. Libby ushered him back to bed since the spasm stopped. He seemed good enough to not throw up again. But what a weird dream. I'm going to fetch you some water and a sleeping aid. Libby said. Nick sat on the side of his bed, his heart thumping. Why did it feel so real? His throat was as inflamed as it was in that dream, and his heart felt as though it would give away any minute. Libby rushed back with a huge glass of water and had pain-killing tablets and some sleeping pills. Wearing her night robes, she did seem more like an old lady. Nick couldn't laugh if he wanted to. You almost woke mom and dad up. She sighed, 
as he gulped down the pills. I'm sorry, he said, and he fell right back to bed, this time a dreamless sleep. Hey, people of all zodiac signs, thank you for listening to my podcast. The Harbinger of Death was written by me, Bulalo M. If you love HOD, the best thing you can do is share it with your friends and family. And if you're a golden listener, please leave me a glowing review on your favorite podcast platform. Until then, you'll hear from me on the next episode. Thank you for listening.